Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right, this episode of Enough About Me is brought to you by our great friends at Milton's. As you know, Milton's is the store for men. I say it every time. Uh, Locations in Chestnut Hill Square in Chestnut Hill and at the Braintree Mall. Milton's the store for men. I'll be there soon. I haven't been there in a while, as a matter of fact. As I look at 128 in the traffic, uh, maybe I'll shoot down there after, as a matter of fact. I may just do that. Uh, Milton's has uh, been a loyal Kirk Minahan supporter here throughout the entire fucking ordeal. So uh, so when you go in there, thank them very much for loyalty because it is a thing that is dying. And it's not easy to be a loyal supporter of somebody who says something that somebody disagrees with. I don't care uh, under what circumstance it is anymore in 2019. It's a very scary and gutsy thing to do. So if you're looking for clothes uh, at a great price and look good, go to Milton's. You're done. And you can support me, which helps all the time. Uh, all right. I am taping this right now in the Howie Car Studio um, uh, in Needham, Massachusetts. Uh, I'll have Howie on here in a few minutes. I'm just going to do a quick intro here. Um and give you a quick update on the show itself. I think sometime in the next week, we're going to post this probably Wednesday or Thursday. This is Tuesday, what, the 15th? So I think we'll post this Thursday the 16th uh, or Friday the 17th. I'm looking for my phone. Uh, so we'll, we'll probably have an announcement sometime in the next two or three days. Yes, the 15th. Sometime in the next two or three days. Uh, and where we're going to do it from, I think we may know as well. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you. Right now, my gut feeling is I'm going to, do it solo to start and have sort of rotating people come in and come out. I just don't want to be partnered up right away and then have it not work and have chemistry issues and have it be two or three weeks in saying, I can't work with this person. Not that they're a good person or not, that it's just not clicking. And you know when it doesn't work. Uh, Mutton Maloney at the start didn't work. Mutton Callahan don't. I, I mean, Mutton Callahan are an example of a show that really clicks. So you have one and then you have the other one. Um, so I think, you know, I'm going to do that from the start. Uh, and I'm looking for, you know, as I said the other day, I don't, I have an idea of we may, where we may do the show from. I think I know the time of day it's going to be on. I think I know the start date. Uh, I don't have a producer as of yet. I don't have a co-host and I don't think I'm going to have one for a while, but I feel much, 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 much better on 50 different levels, uh, than I did say even a week ago or 10 days ago, 10 days ago, I was in a slump. Uh, I was thinking I'm, I, this show is not going to happen. Uh, we're doing nothing, but we've been really proactive and, and taking some big steps forward. So I'm encouraged about that personally. Uh, what I've done as well, and I'm not proud of this. I, I shouldn't say that. I'm not a, I used to be a blocker on Twitter, um, and then I wasn't. And then I blocked some of the guys on the old show, Mutt, Jerry, Chris, Ken, and the show account itself. Not because they do things that hurt that they're, uh, I'm sensitive to or anything like that. I don't care. Tweet whatever you want. You know that. Uh, I just had to cleanse that show out of my life to a large extent. I can't really talk to Jerry on the phone anymore because it becomes sort of a bitch session. Um, same with Chris and Ken a little bit. Uh, and the same, to some extent, with Mutt. I just said, you know what? I have to go clear. I have to get this show out of my life, out of my system to move forward. It just felt like I was going in circles. Nothing against those guys. Uh, I wish them well. 
you know, good luck with whatever they're doing. I don't really listen to that show much anymore. I'm not like, you know, I'm not going to lie and say I never listen. I don't listen a whole hell of a lot. I don't find it particularly interesting either. The content, I think they have to figure their shit out. So I'm going to let them do that. And I'm going to figure out my stuff as well because it's now time for a divorce. I mean, it's enough. It's been, you know, I left the show in September, October, November, December, January. And we're, you know, over four months ago now. So it's time to move forward. I wish them a lot of luck uh, because they're going to need it. Um, And I'm going to do my own thing. And I think people can choose who they want or listen to both. You can absolutely listen to both. Uh, But my show is going to be a lot different than what their show is. Maybe better, maybe worse. It's going to be 180 degrees different. And I think the station right now has to figure out what they are, too. Um, I listen to it occasionally. I don't know what they are. They are in an identity crisis. They have to figure out what's going on. They have to do it fast, or they're going to be wiped off the planet. Uh, and I don't think they have the leadership in that building to guide them that way, to be honest with you. I just don't think there's any vision in there. I think the vision's about you know two feet, two feet ahead of them. Uh, and you need somebody in there who's a thinker. And I've worked and had conversations with the people who are decision makers, they are not thinkers. So that's really it. Um, I'll have another update here in the next week or so uh, as we get closer and closer. The Ken thing is the Ken thing. He chose to stay. That's fine. I have no problem with that. I you know, wish him a lot of luck. Uh, so we're going to do this with Howie Carr. I, you know, I, I think I'll do a mailbag next week, sort of a show update mailbag if you guys want. So I'll tweet that out sometime at the end of next week as well. So Howie Carr is going to join me. Uh, I'm going to ask him about uh, his new book. I'm going to ask him about the show. I'm going to ask him about his feelings about intercom. I'm being profiled in Boston Magazine coming up. How he was on the cover of Boston Magazine a few weeks ago. Uh, Kennedy Babylon, Volume 2. I'm looking at it right here. Uh, excellent. And how he wrote a forward to a, a book that's 30 years old about Chappaquiddick that I'm in the middle of. I'm like 400 pages in. It's one of the best true crime books I've ever read in my life. Leo DeMore. Or DeMore. I'll ask Howie the pronunciation. Uh, it's about Chappaquiddick. It's unbelievable. So I want to talk to Howie about that. Uh, as well, and a lot more is Howie Carr, who's here two years ago, not here, I'm in the studio right now, was on the podcast two years ago, makes his return to Enough About Me. So Howie was here, I mean, Howie, you were here about, not here, you're here now, but you did the podcast with me about two years ago, is that right? Kenny Babylon yes. came out, you were in March 2017, I was, here. Yes. I was looking at it last night, and then you crank out another one, which I enjoyed, I want to get to that in a second, there's a million things I want to talk to you about, but first I want to talk to you about this. So I had never read this. This is Chappaquiddick. And is it Demore or Demore? Demore. This book is friggin' incredible. This is one of the, I'm about 450 pages in. It's one of the, I don't know, five best true crime books I've ever read. Is that fair to say? Yeah, it is. I, that's why they tried to kill it. I mean, that's why, <laughs> they, and they end up, they didn't kill the book, but they killed him. He wanted to suicide, right? Yeah. It's, it's, so, so I, so I read your forward on it. I read the, like I said, about, about four fifths of the way done. So, I went back and sort of looked in the internet, and it's funny. So it was this number one bestseller, runaway bestseller, and nobody reviewed it. The New York Times didn't touch it. The Globe didn't touch it. And on its own, just word of mouth, spread the number one because people want, and it's, it's, it's sort of an interesting, to, when you look at it versus today, it was what the public clearly wanted to read about. But the old media, which they would probably do today if they was, was trying to shut this book up about Chappaquiddick. It's about Chappaquiddick, if you're listening. It's uh, Chappaquiddick, Power, Privilege, and the Ted Kennedy cover-up. And the amount of research this guy did is mind-boggling to me. Right. And his his main source is, uh, is the cousin, right. Joe Gargan. Right. Right. And uh, Joe Gargan was there that night, and uh, he was with them, and uh, and Paul Markham, the former U.S. attorney, uh, another Kennedy operative. He was there, too. They were the, yeah, they were right. the ones who were there with him when he was drunk, and uh, they right. were supposedly diving into the water. And, and uh, Gargan wasn't quoted directly, but basically he, he, he told uh, Leo DeMore that, 
Kennedy asked him, why can't we say Mary Jo was driving? Driving the car. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> or, yeah. <laughs> Which, you know, and, 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 and to their credit, to, they, they were, they're both lawyers, correct? Right. And they both said- All well, lawyers. Three right, of them. Right. All, yeah. right. All three of them. And they're saying, well, you know, Ted, we, you, we, we you can't- You already told us <laughs> you were driving. Right. And they're also screaming on that bridge. Yeah. The, and, during that night. And we don't know. We don't know if she if even she has drive. a driver's license. <laughs> Right. And, and by the way, they didn't know it at the time, but another girl's purse and her driver's license are in the car, in the car Cricket right. Keogh, right. Rosemary Cricket Keogh. Right. It just speaks to, you know, the reason I brought this up is it, it speaks to sort of, the, I think, the narrative through the two Kennedy Babylon books you've written about for years. If I had to, I guess, uh, use one word to describe them, it would be arrogance, right? If you had to pick one yeah. word to describe the family or something else. Entitled. And, right, that, right. I guess just sort of I, I, what I've always said is, as far as the Kennedys are concerned, life is a movie. They're the stars, and everybody else is an extra. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah, that's that's the way it is. I mean, everybody else is disposable, in, including people like Joe Gargan, who are their blood relatives, or Michael Skakel, their right. blood relatives. Everybody else, if you're not a Kennedy, uh, direct line, you're you're uh, you're a peasant. What's interesting about Gargan is he winds up dying, and nobody even knows it. Yeah. Right? I mean, nobody even... And this guy was a, a central... Well, yeah, he was... A, everybody in that group uh, ended up in AA, except for uh, Ted Kennedy, of course. And so, But he got a job. He got a hack job in uh, in the Dukakis administration, right. working for the the uh, registry, you know, the the appeals board for basically for, you know, reckless drunk drivers. And he was always brooming the cases. And the Mothers Against Drunk Driving, which is a group you never hear about anymore... They they wanted him out and they got rid of him as soon as uh, Weld got into office. Is and that because he, of the Kennedy connection or no? Because of he, he kept rooming the cases. Right. I mean, really outrageous cases. You know, these are these were cases that were so bad that the corrupt judges of Massachusetts couldn't broom them. You know, so they they would lose their licenses and then they would go before Joe Gargan and he would even though he was in AA and even though he knew what had happened in this case a drunk driving case a, a woman dead he he still broomed the cases. What's wild about the Kennedy like they're not they're clearly not. We talked about this last time. They're just clearly not as relevant as they were 20, 30, 40 years ago. Although they're still in the news. I mean, Chris Pratt just got engaged to one, essentially, the right. other day, so right? Maria Schwarzenegger. Schwarzenegger's kid. I mean, people, there's still this appeal. But, like, you know, I wonder when the moment was. Like, for, me, for my generation, they don't matter as much, right? Yeah, for my, no, they for don't. my mom and dad's generation, they meant everything. I'm not right. sure what happened. I mean, I know stuff that happened in between, but I wonder what the moment was. Where people just said, well, you know, I mean, they're almost mock now in a lot of ways. Like, right. you know, some people feel the way you did. Whereas if you were, you couldn't have written that book 30 years ago. No, I, no. I, I mean, you could have, but I mean, you know what I mean? Like you, you, you people now read right. that and say, and believe it 30 years ago, people would try and sweep it under the rug. If that makes sense. Right. Well, like the, you know, when the, the, what I wrote about in the Kennedy Babylon one was the strange death of Marilyn Monroe. This guy put out a pamphlet. Right. Basically <laughs> saying, right. basically saying the truth that, the, the RFK and Peter Lawford were there the night she died. And, you know, nobody really knows what happened, but they were there. And uh, he was audited. He was right. immediately <laughs> audited right. by the feds. Right. Even though, you know, JFK was dead by that time. They, you know, Bobby Kennedy still had the clout to, right. to get him, uh, basically destroy that guy's life. And again, the Leo DeMore, they, they basically killed that guy. And Ted Kennedy tried to get you out of your job. Right. He tried to... He tried to shut down not only the Boston Herald but the New York Post with Murdoch. As well, right? yeah. Because so what's Murdoch, the story? So what's based on? Is there something specifically you wrote, or was it just a line of stories you wrote? I I called him. Uh, I started calling him. This was when he was at his uh, fat height. You know, right. his fat, <laughs> right. his grossness. Right. And uh, so I started calling him Fat Boy, and he hated it. <laughs> he hated it. 
And so he got on this, he got, on, I think the thing that really pushed him over the top was he, he was on a boat with a one, one other guy and five women and they went ashore. They, 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 they grounded themselves. They were so loaded. And so they had to call the coast guard to get them off. And there were like 500 beer cans and empty booze <laughs> bottles on the boat with the five young women and the two guys. And so the, the coast guard told everybody about this. Right. And, uh, and they were la- the coast guard guy was laughing and then like Ted Kennedy went crazy. So they made the Coast Guard guy call up every reporter that had spoken to, including me, and they taped his call so that Ted Kennedy could listen to it. So there was this call where, "Hello, Howie, uh, this is uh, you know this is a uh, Chief Petty Officer Joe Blow. I'd like to apologize for those terrible things I said about." And so I wrote a column about it with the Eeps in it, and I right. said he had this. He had, this was his alternative. The other alternative was going to the Aleutian Islands for the winter, you know. And, and so that that was when Ted Kennedy just withered went off the deep end, and so he put the he put a rider in to force Ted Kennedy to either uh, Rupert Murdoch, Murdoch yeah. excuse me, to either sell he owned because he owned TV stations and newspapers in Boston and New mm-hmm. York that he had to, he was going to either have to sell the the newspapers or the uh, the TV stations, and he put he got a guy named Fritz Hollings to put it in, and I don't know if you know who South Fritz, Carolina South Carolina, yeah. right? Right. And Fritz Hollings is you know like the Kennedys are such great crusaders for social justice. I was laughing about this <laughs> when uh, when when uh, you know they had the dispute over the the uh, Confederate flag uh, over the state capitol, and uh, you know who you know who put the Confederate flag up? It was never up all, all the years of Reconstruction and Jim Crow and all that. Governor Fritz Hollings. Put the Confederate flag <laughs> over the thing. No, nobody ever talked about that. Right. It was right. like that. You know, it was like Nikki Haley was getting the blame for the Confederate flag. Right. She had she had she had nothing to do with. She wasn't even alive when they put it up. But that, you know, that's again. This is all sort of the hidden history. I mean, it, it, if you if you look back, it's it's not you know it's it's not suppressed. It's just nobody knows it because it never gets reported. What's wild is you know even since we talked last, like the whole Me Too thing has happened in between, right? And I think if you do, if if somebody you know fairly did a reexamination of John F. Kennedy, who's now still treated like a god, right? In the in the in the prism of the Me Too era, I mean, this is a guy who was essentially raping interns. I mean, in swimming pools and forcing her to have you know sex with other men, right? I mean, that's and that's all. We, I mean, you know, as you I mean, you've dove, you dove into much more, but I mean, yeah. this is one of the war. I mean, this is a legitimate sexual predator, right? He was taken into custody one night in West Palm when he was in his, you know, in his 20s, uh, you know, just, uh, you know, attacking some nightclub singer or something like that. I mean, he was he wasn't really that bad compared to Ted, I don't think. No, I mean, in right, terms of right. attacking women. But I mean, but, uh, yeah, Mimi he, Alford, is that her name? Yeah, Mimi Alford. Right. Yeah, she was the, uh, yeah, she was the, uh, the intern. She was from, she was from up here. You know, he, he really had this thing for a waspy social register, Yankee right. type women. And she was one of them. And she was just a beautiful girl. And, uh, yeah, he deflowered her. You know, right. that's an old word, but that's right. what, no, he it's what he did. Yeah. It's just... yeah. And, uh, and then he starts, hey, she couldn't type. And, uh, and she, she's just, uh, you know, uh, going out on these trips with him, you know, yeah. uh, just like, you know, as, as fiddle and faddle. He had the, t- and they were in Kennedy Babylon one. And I, I right. you know, the, the thing was, I, I mean, when I was doing the research, I, I, I saw this picture of him and I, I said, this is weird. Where, where'd this picture come from? It was in the Herald Files. Mm. And they had done a, a whole chapter. This was in Kennedy Babylon 1, not 2. Yep. White House beauties. In June of 1961, the, the Hearst uh, Sunday Supplement, which is like the parade magazine of the Hearst newspapers, yeah. had done a whole story on White House beauties. And they had pictures of three of his mistresses. That's insane. In, it just, and I'm just thinking to myself, 
I'll bet my I'll bet my aunt and I when we were going to church in Portland at Sacred Heart, I bet she picked up that paper, paper that day, right? Yeah, and right was going, and said, oh, "Oh, this is nice. Oh, <laughs> this is so this sweet. Is nice. It's right. so nice to have an Irish Catholic right. president after all these years." <laughs> Al Smith should have gotten it, but now we have Jack and Jackie. Oh. That's what, so that's what, that's what. When did that's why I was wondering about when did it change? When did cynicism enter the media like that? You know, when was it? Was it the seventies? Was I it think the 80s? it just kind of it just kind of came out slowly. I mean, I remember because you know I, I got into this in Kennedy Babylon too. My my father knew these people in right. Palm Beach. Yes. He knew Joe Kennedy, and he knew Joe Kennedy was chasing women around right and, 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 uh, in the in the nineteen thirties and forties. And but I think I think for most people it started just it just started coming out in the seventies. Yeah. You know when they had the uh, the assassination committees. You know yeah. the the House and the Senate were right. investigating. And that's when it came out about uh, Judith Campbell Exner, mm-hmm. you know, and then it came out that Judith Campbell Exner was also the mistress of uh, of uh, CMG and Kana Momo, yeah. yep. who's on the cover of uh, right. Kennedy there, Babylon there too, and uh, <laughs> you know, and then and then uh, Momo and uh, his guy Johnny Roselli from East Boston get yep. called to testify. And they get two in the hat, right. and Roselli ends up in a barrel fo- floating off of Biscayne Bay. So be, be, people begin to think, you know, when you get whacked before you can testify, <laughs> there's uh, something going on. Yeah, you figure <laughs> there's a there's there's a little fire with that smoke. It's not dissimilar, even like it's much smaller, but even in sports, like back in those days, you know, Mickey Mantle was a drunk, but nobody wrote about it. You know, guys would screw around, but nobody would talk about it. Now it's it's in the news. It's something, you know, something yeah. happened. Well, I mean, there were there were even like hints of it. Uh, you, you know, there, there's a famous uh, there's a there's a famous uh, gay Talese story in Esquire about uh, Joe DiMaggio. In right. His, do you know that story? Yes. Yep. And, and uh, Joe DiMaggio is coming back for the uh, you know uh, Hall of Fame Day or All Time right. Great Day, and uh, so uh, Robert Kennedy is the senator. It's like or he's running for the Senate. I forget. It's sixty four or sixty five. And so he's going down the list of all the going down the, right. the row of all the Yankee greats. Got no use for him, right? Yeah, and, and Joe DiMaggio sees Bobby Kennedy coming at him, and he he goes right back into the dugout right. and turns his back. And and Gay Talese just just mentions it in passing. Like I don't know if he did if he didn't know what the story was, but I, the, for those of you who don't who haven't read Kennedy Babylon one or two. Joe DiMaggio was married to Marilyn Monroe, right. and uh, he was the one who was there to, to clean the up. Body after, he, he loved right. he loved after Marilyn died, Monroe. Right? Even yeah. yeah, he wanted to come back to her. He was going to quit all of his jobs and come back and rescue her from her uh, drug addiction and whatever. And uh, he came back into the house, and he was going he was going through the house the next day, the bungalow in Brentwood, looking for the diary and right. the, that she had on uh, on, right. on her affair with the Kennedys. And he put out the word at the funeral. He paid for the funeral. He said. No Kennedys. Right. No Kennedys. Well, that's the, that's the thing. Quick, we'll move on to other stuff. But the last thing I want to say is amazing how the Kennedys just assume they would pay for uh, pay for the funeral for Mary Jo and to do this and to do that. And her family was, was leave us alone. Like what do you you know? It's it's amazing how presumptuous they are. I mean, Teddy Kennedy essentially kills this woman and thinks, you know what? We'll pay for the funeral. We'll show up. We'll take care of it. You know, it's yeah. it's it's just entitled, I guess, is the right word. It was the same thing with Pam Kelly. You know, with, who was crippled by uh, Joe Kennedy. By Joe Kennedy, right? Yeah, you know, they they wrote her they wrote him a check for the the Kellys a check for a million bucks. Like she's twenty one years old and she's never going to walk again. Right. And then I got a call. I got a call from her and like you know, twelve thirteen years ago she was broke and she she said uh, she, Joe was uh, Joe was telling her I, I have no money to pay. I said let me write a column. Right. Yeah. What happened after that? Uh, he, he found the money. <laughs> the money showed up somehow? <laughs> yeah. So I am, uh, I think, uh, going to be the subject of a cover story in Boston Magazine in the next month or two. You just were. Did you read the story? No. 
You didn't read the story? No. That's Is that really true? No, that's true. How is that possible? You can ask Steve. I didn't read the story. So, so there's a cover story about you and Boss Magazine. See, so you're you're different than I am. I, I would have to read it. I'd have to, because, you know, Steve Buckley wrote this long story about me in The Athletic, which I had a lot of problems with. I read it and got worked up. If you read it, and you, I'm sure you know what's in it, all the greatest hits, right? Would it piss you off or no? I just, I, I figured it would just, uh, you know, it would it's, probably it's, it's, irritate me. I mean, as soon as I, as soon as he called me, I said, well, why do I want to, you know, contribute to this story? Right. I mean, we shouldn't have even given him any pictures. I wouldn't have given him any pictures. Steve gave him the pictures. I, I thought we told him not to give him any pictures. I, I didn't want to cooperate in the, in the least. Do you think it's, the, the criticism in it is that you are going to defend Trump no matter what. Do you think that's a fair criticism or no? I, you know, compared to, compared to Hillary Clinton, you know, I'm on Trump's side. But I mean, did Trump oh. do things? I mean, like, are things Trump has done where you've said, you know what, this is? I mean, some tweets. I mean, I thought, you know, some tweets go overboard. I mean, but basically, again, the the story was a uh, I was a I was a subject of an assault uh, of an attack because I I get along like with Trump. Trump, right? Just That's... like Ernie Bach Jr. Correct. He, he Ernie Bach Jr. I, again, I don't read Boston Magazine. The, the only two people you're the you're the only person I've read I've talked to under the age of seventy who, who's, 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 re, who's actually <laughs> read the, the story. Dentist office who have read it. That's where I see it in the, sh- in the shrinks office right. or the dentist office. Yeah, I saw it. Yeah, I, I was a, I was at a, a doctor in West Roxbury who's like my close to my age. I'm not seventy yet, but he's uh, he he'd read it, and then I then somebody. Oh, I, I was a, an an editor, an old editor for, who remembered the Worcester Telegram and Gazette. Right. He told me last week. I mean, if you even remember the Gazette, you're you're probably <laughs> you're, getting the social security demos, check. Uh, yeah. So that's stuff, but you don't. So you don't read stuff that's written about you in general, or no? No, I don't. I, I mean. No, I, never. I, was no. that always always been your policy? I, or you, when you no, no, you know it, it's changed. I, I remember one time talking to John Finnegan. He used to be the auditor, he, and uh, he he told me he said how he said when I started out in politics, I used to uh, I used to run down to the to the stoop every morning and go through the papers to see if I, my name was in it. I'd be happy right. if it did. He said now now I'm all all these years later. I run down to the stoop and I get the papers off and I look through. And if I don't see my name in the paper, I'm happy. <laughs> That's the way I feel. Do you? Uh, <clears throat> we're getting closer to the point now where it's just it's incredible. If you voted for this president, it's seen like as a hate crime. In some, it's it's just it's the the the, the other side has now snapped to the point where if you even said, you know what, yeah, you know, I had a conversation with somebody recently. Where I said, I think it's actually, you know, I disagree with a lot, but I think there's a lot of good stuff that Trump has done. And the person looked at me like I just spit in their face. It is, I, I you would know better than me. It feels like the craziest time yeah. ever. It just feels like the craziest time ever. And that, you know, you, nobody can say, you know, nobody can admit when the president does something good. The people who support him have a hard time admitting he does something bad. It's just, it seems the inflexibility is off the charts. I, I don't know. Yeah, no, I, the, I've been talking about it for the last day or so. I just was talking with uh, Mark Simone on WOR before I came in here. Yeah. That, the story in the New York Times on Saturday saying that the FBI began an investigation of Donald Trump as a Russian agent after <laughs> Comey was fired. I, I read the story, and I thought to myself, this is the, this is the most dishonest news story <laughs> I have ever right, read. Right, it's total bullshit. Yeah, it is. Right. Utter, and it, and, it's, and it, I don't know who's worse, the, the corrupt cops in the FBI or the corrupt, quote-unquote, journalists at the New York Times. But don't you think they are, I mean, don't you think it's clearly born from such mania that this man is played with their heads to such extent that they are now comfortable. You know, all the things we suspected and really thought over the years, things that you had written, Bernie Goldberg wrote about 15, 20 years ago in Biased. We all now know that. And they're not even hiding it anymore. It's just, right. here it is. We don't care. We're not going right. to source it. 
We just want to get it out there. We want people to, to see right. it and tweet it and get yeah. worked up. No, exactly. I mean, they, they put the story out on Friday night so that they, the charges can't be answered, except on like the Sunday shows where right. you have Democrat operatives going, right. who did your boss work <laughs> for the Russians? Right, right, And, right. and, and then they, they don't... Okay, the, the investigation begins after Comey was fired. Okay, so we have an inspector general's report from the Justice Department out there which says that the day Andrew, Andrew McCabe became the acting FBI director, the guy whose wife took 700000 from Clinton's people <laughs> right. to run for the Senate in Virginia, the day he was appointed, he he obstructed justice four times by lying to federal agents. So he's got a, he's got a grand jury coming after him. He's going to be indicted before Trump. Right. And they don't mention that in the story. They don't mention it in the story. They, they, they quote Lisa Page, uh, the, the girlfriend of Strzok, and say, we had to protect uh, Western democracy from Russia. What? <laughs> you're, you're trying to uh, subvert a duly elected president? And, and they, ha- they also have him on tweeting back and forth or texting back and forth. We've got to get an investigation going to get rid of Trump before, the, before a real cop comes right, in here. Right. And they, that, that's all on the record. And they don't put it in. But here's the truth. Here's they, the, they treat the readers with contempt. But here's the truth, though. You like when stories like that are written. I do. It's great I, well, business. I, I mean, you don't, you, don't, you don't really want, I know I don't, you don't really want the New York Times to suddenly be this intellectually honest, fair and balanced, middle of the road newspaper. No, but I, but I, right? I'm still, but I'm I mean, still it's shocked for us. I'm still oh, shocked. You're still. Uh, that's what's amazing to me is you're the, still shocked. At this uh, point. Well, I was shocked at the level of that one. Right. You, you know the thing is, like, you, you know the Kitty Genovese case. Do you remember that one? In I mean, the, I know yeah, the story. Yeah, 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 that's, yeah, yeah. You know the woman who was uh, murdered, and everybody supposedly, uh, you know, uh, right. knew that it was going on out in Queens. Yeah, and just didn't do anything. She was screaming, this, yeah. and yeah. Well, the thing is, that story was uh, was gotten by Abe Rosenthal, who took a lot. He was the managing editor of the New York Times, Times yeah. but he used to he used to he was a he was a guy from New York City. You know, he come up through the ranks, and he he had he had lunch with a deputy superintendent of the NYPD. Now, do you think anybody at the NYPD or anybody at the New York Times knows anybody no. at the NYPD God, now? No. They wouldn't want to. No, the idea that to because talk to those because people? they would say no. that's Archie. Th- that guy probably voted for Donald Trump. Right, I'm yes. not talking to him. Yes, yeah, you know, no, of course. I mean, that's the thing. These these people are cut off from half the country, the, think, the country, the part of the country that actually works. Well, I think that's, but I think that's why when I see, you know, I think it's great business for Trump when I see, and it's, if I were whoever the Democratic nominee is going to be in in a couple of years, whoever it is, the first thing I would do if I worked for them is I would say. You have to sit down and make sure that not a single celebrity speaks out for you. Tell them to shut up. The best thing you can do is shut your mouth. Because you know the next couple of years, the, the celebrities, they're just the same exact thing. I mean, they're, they live in a bubble, an entirely different planet. They're tweeting out. Right. They're saying how evil Trump is. Videos of them crying. Selfies about them losing yeah. their mind. For me, that's great business for Trump. You can't go wrong yeah. with that. Well, the, the new the new publisher of the New York Times, uh, Pinch Salzberger, he was, the, he was the previous one. Yep. You know, when, they, when, when he was a kid, he's about... He's a little older than me. They they sent him down to North Carolina to season him, and he like actually worked for the, one of the papers in Raleigh. Yeah, you know, and he covered the county commissioners and the police and all that right. crap. And uh, but then his son, they send him out to the Kansas City Bureau, you know, of the new not not the Kansas City Star. They sent him to the Kansas City Bureau of the New York Times. And again, this is how this is how the bubble they're in. Right, he was known for writing a a wry piece for the Times <laughs> yeah, right, right. on what it's like. To be a vegan or vegan right. in Kansas City. Oh, that is so. Oh, he learned so much. He, he, you know, he journeyed. He, he parachuted in right. to be amongst the red state meat eaters. Yucky, yucky. 
I think, you know, I mean, obviously the Globe is just as lost as the New York Times is. I mean, they're in the oh. same, they're in the exact same bubble. I mean, the exact yeah. same. It's amazing. Yeah. What's amazing to me is I was thinking of this the other day. I was looking at, I don't ever buy the Globe, obviously, but I was at uh, uh, Cumberland Farms. The Globe was there and I was looking at it. Kevin Cullen is working right now and I am not. Just to give you an idea of how, of how, <laughs> of how strange the world is. Well, did, did you read, have you read the Leah Gendoso's uh, piece yet? The 74 page no. biography that she no. did? No. Well, I, I mean, there's a lot of funny stuff in there. She oh, calls me an old man oh, stalker. Oh, this is the, uh, this is the one, the Turtle Boy. Yeah. 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 I haven't read it yet. No, no, yeah. no. But, but she, you know, she, she throws herself at, she said, uh, her lawyer said, well, we're going to throw ourselves at the mercy of the globe and you're going to give them a, a, you know, a sob story and a puff piece. And so she does it. And then she writes at the bottom, she writes what they did and how they were really wonderful to her and gave her all the benefits, <laughs> even though she's a drug dealer and a right. perjurer and a right. drug abuser and, uh, you know, a money launderer, et cetera, et cetera. The globe did a great job. Sadly, it had no effect. <laughs> Welcome to 2019, <laughs> right. Leah. The Globe has no effect. What did you think of the Cullen stuff? Uh, you did a great job. I mean, it was beautiful. Were you surprised or no? He's 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 all. I, I've said before. You know, I said when he when he got knocked down. I mean, it's it's not too surprising. I don't yeah. think that it that it happened. I mean, I'm glad you I'm glad you nailed it down. But uh, were I mean, were you surprised? Well, no. I I, I said you know when I. It was weird that, you know, I mean, you've done this obviously forever when you, sometimes you read things and you, from people and you think, boy, that is way too clean. Like that's way too coincidental. Geez, yeah. you always have the right person to talk to. And, oh, there's old, you know, old Charlie who I've known forever. No last right. name, no history of who they are, you know, but no, I wasn't surprised. Did you, did you read the Globe's like response to it afterwards after the internal investigation of Cullen? Yeah. It's more incredible than the Cullen story. It's actually like. It's one of the most incredible documents I've ever read in my life. It's just, it's it's mind blowing to me that whole story. Well, it, and he's know, a columnist today. He wrote he probably wrote a column today about you know some guy in Southie who he knows, and they just and it just keeps rolling on. Well, you know, I mean, he he had had problems before. I mean, he he did the whole thing on that guy. Uh, the, the the shot the the uh, shot the liquor. He was involved in a conspiracy. He drove the getaway car, and when they shot the liquor store. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. said he was a Vietnam vet, right. and uh, right. he and Barnacle were involved that's in right, that. They were in together, a, right? a sixty minutes thing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Barnacle got him the job. I mean, right. that's that's all. I mean, that's <laughs> all that you incredible? need to know. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and Barnacle, I, by the way, is on TV today on that stupid show, like you know, probably telling his jokes about Trump. And this is a guy who just made his career just making, well, yeah. I mean, I, shit you up. know, that's always funny too. I mean, you, you know, you're right. I mean, it does make it easy for a talk show host when you say, when you have a guy like Barnacle saying, you know, the thing that gets me about Trump is he lies. <laughs> Dishonesty, right? <laughs> really. It's, that bothers I mean, you? It's incredible. It's, <laughs> it's uh, my guess is my guess is the people who watch that show probably ninety eight percent of them don't yeah. even know what he did. No, right? I, I remember one time I was I was filling in for VB when he was working for Channel twenty five, and yeah. it, was, it was just a break, you know. And uh, and I was talking to Gene Levanchi, and we were laughing about Barnacle. You know how they, can they have Barnacle on the uh, show? And then one of the young female reporters no was idea, listening right? to us. No idea. So she 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 googles it, and then she comes up to us like a half hour later and says, "I had no idea." <laughs> I nobody ever told me right. what this guy did. Don't you think there were you know forty fifty years ago pre internet pre Google pre this pro- this probably happened. There are probably guys who had whole careers doing this and got yeah. away with it. I mean, I'm sure you had suspicions of people over the years. Well, I, I remember one time this the first Super Bowl uh, it, in '86 for the Patriots. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I go down to New Orleans and I had the Globe with me and I open up this uh, column by Barnacle, and I I said. This is A.J. Liebley. 
oh, the really? Earl of Louisiana. Yeah. Yeah. He'd lifted the whole just, thing just right lift, out. Really? Yeah. And, and you know, I, I know that, you know, that's a really obscure book. Sure. You know, but but he lifted it. And, right. and uh, Peter Lucas uh, busted him. Uh, he was coming back from the Iowa caucuses, and he was, you know, stuck at uh, O'Hare or somewhere. So he picked up a, a, a Chicago paper, and he uh, read a Mike Royko column. And then, like, he comes back to Boston, and two days later, he reads it under Mike Barnacle's byline. Totally. Yeah, did it with Jimmy Cannon, too. He, right. And, uh, you know, he just, that's that was his whole thing. And he, and he got away with it. And nobody ever did anything. Are you enjoying this period of your career? The sort of on your own, running yes. your own business? Yes. Doing I, the, how many yes. affiliates are you on? Uh, clo- close to 30. About, uh, but the bigger thing is now is that, you know, you don't need to be on that many affiliates because you have all the different platforms. Right, you know, you have, uh, you have, you know, iTunes and I have the iHeart app. You have the app. And, yeah. and yeah, and I'm also on Newsmax two yeah. hours a day. So, right. you know, if you notice, uh, like, Four to six, we have a lot of different accents. On yes, this yeah. Show, I mean, you know, Newsmax doesn't have the audience of uh, Fox, but it's it's in fifty million homes, and if you're in fifty million homes, you're going to get a certain percentage of them are going to just find you, yeah, by accident. Do you feel uh, professionally more free though? Absolutely. Yeah. Don't have to worry. Yes. I, uh, you know, I uh, when, when I left, uh, one of the people that I talked to who also worked for that company uh, said, uh, you know. Uh, you know, you're lucky to get out of there, How you were going to get cancer. And I said, guess what? I already had cancer, which is skin cancer. But, right. you know, so yeah, you're right. It would have been cancer of the pancreas or something. Certainly can add stress. I can. I think you and I can, can agree to that. Yes. Yes, it can. And, uh, yeah, I, you know, I think, uh, you know, if you, if, you can, if you can get out and make this thing work, you know, the, the new thing, the podcast, uh, you're going uh, to be much better off. It'll add years to your life, decades. Have you ever had to deal with, well, the answer is probably yes with activists or people who are going at you or going at sponsors or going at clients or have you been... I've, I've been occasionally here and there. But I think you have loyalty. Your clients know what they get. Right. Right? I mean, right. you know you know them. You have relationships with them and that's that's yeah. the deal. I haven't had the same problem. Knock on wood, I haven't had the same problems you had. Yeah. But I hope and I hope to continue. I think you will. I, well, I, I think you have a, you know, you have a good, strong... But I, I think that comes from years of, of building a brand and people knowing who you are, right? Yeah, I yeah. think it. I think it is too, and I. And I'm. I'm careful. I. You know. I. I try not to. To cross the line. Uh, are, you, are you cranking? As we speak right now, are you currently writing a book? No, not really. Not right now, no. That's I, unusual for you. Yeah, I. You know, the thing was, I. I this Kennedy Babylon, two. Two. I, yep. I, I. tried to. I, I tried to pack a lot into it because I didn't want to write Kennedy Babylon three. You could though. That's the amazing thing. You, you could probably write eight of them. Yeah, it is. It but, is wild. You know, I, I always say, you know, like uh, Nigel Hamilton, he was the guy that the uh, Kennedys wanted to write all yes. the biographies yes. of JFK, and he wrote JFK: Reckless Youth, and it was not what they expected because right. it was a truth. It was a truthful version, right. and he just and then he just said, "I'm walking away," and they said, "Well, you know, this was a great book. Why are you walking away?" He said, "I'm not going to spend the rest of my life writing about this guy." Yeah, right. And I understand that totally. Yeah. yeah. What's the best? Uh, first of all, I read. Bo- I love. You know, I love both these books. They're great. Is that is is the Hamilton one the best? We'll remove yours. Is that the best book about any Kennedy or no? Or would you say this? I mean, they're all in in their own way. I mean, so I many mean, of them are. Yeah, I mean, uh, what's the, the dark side of Camelot? Is, is that really Hirsch? A good, that's Seymour Hirsch. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's about, I read that. That's a good one. That's that's like got some great scandal stuff right, in there. Right. And uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, N- Nigel Hamilton is really a good one too. I mean, just about uh, JFK's uh, rec- reckless youth. I mean, that's the title of. What's it. interesting about Demore is that. He first started out writing these sort of ass-kissing 
Kennedy things, right? Right. Yeah. JFK, the the Cape Cod. Years. The Cape right. Days of sailing and playing touch yeah, football. Yeah, I, I, I ordered that from uh, you know a used bookstore. It's it's hard to get through. It's just right. uh, saccharin. Yeah. <laughs> but there's but I mean that's you know that's that still exists today. A lot of that stuff is still out there. I mean you know it's weird. Like the the left still wants for some reason wants the Kennedys to be something. It's it's odd. I don't I don't understand it. I mean they're trying to build up what's his face still now is is a candidate. Yeah. I know. I, you know, and the thing is, too, you know, what's really weird is that, you know, a lot of the pictures in these books have come from the JFK library that are in the public. They put them in the public domain. It's PD, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I go, why would you why would you put the pictures of Fiddle and Faddle in the public domain? <laughs> it's good, it's I mean, I'm, 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 I'm really happy. But, <laughs> right, right, <laughs> but right. I, you know, not, they don't seem to think things through very well. Who is going to uh, oppose Donald Trump in 2020? I have no idea. I mean, it's just there's so many. I mean, every day. I, I just can't imagine that he can bear bear up under scrutiny. I how, mean, how they exci- call him Beta O'Rourke. Right. <laughs> how excited were you when you saw that Liz Warren uh, video, the beer video, for the first time? It's one of the great humor pieces, I think. Of, I'll put that up against any comedy of the last 50 years. I could watch that all day. Well, the great thing is that you can put it up with the John Terry video walking into the general store That's in Ohio true. where he goes in 2004, can I get me a hunting license? You talk about the guns, here. these yeah. guns and them guns. and the, yeah. What is it like? It, what is it about... At the beginning of campaigns where people think whether it's, you know, I guess Dukakis was later on or John Kerry, you're right. Or even like the idea to make Jeb Bush sort of like, what is it where they try and make these people things they clearly aren't? Like Liz Warren, she looked at her husband like he was an alien, like he floated in from like right. drinking a beer. It would be like, you know, she didn't, she didn't even, right. like, why, well, I mean, why do that? You know, the thing, and again, this, this is one of the reasons I like Trump is he, he looks at the, that video and he has the same reaction that you and I do, Correct. which is. Why is she welcoming him to the house <laughs> like he's a stranger? Right. You know, he, he lives in the house. Presumably. Where, where is he supposed to be if he's not in the kitchen? And to also Trump, to Trump's credit, I'll give him credit for this, he would never do a video like that because he knows it's, it's fake. Like, he wouldn't do a video that's clearly not him. He might do right. a video that's him, but he wouldn't say, he doesn't drink beer, for example. Trump doesn't drink. Right. He wouldn't do that to see, because he's trying to seem, Liz Warren's trying to seem like just folks, right? She's trying to seem like she's middle America. Right. She doesn't know. What does middle America do? Oh, they drink beer. Like, but you yeah. don't. What are you doing? Right. It's just, it's, what, what, what he will, under, well, I think that's the, that's the benefit of having a TV background. You know, he understands that there's certain. It, also it, business it, though, because he yeah. deals with people. He's right. dealt with people. Yeah. He deals with construction unions. He right. deals, he's, they, he's, they keep saying, oh, well, you know, he, he's, he's known some mobsters. Well, he's in the construction industry in New York City. Yeah. He's not going to be in the construction industry in New York City very long, long if he, if he <laughs> right. doesn't know some of those guys. What what will all right? I'll, I'll ask you this: What is will Liz Warren make it past Iowa and New Hampshire in the primary? I don't know. I I just think it's too early to tell. Well, I know, but I mean, we're I, speculating here. I I'm going to say yes. She'll make it. That she'll somehow figure out a way to, to take care of Bernie and she'll be one of the contenders, but right. I don't, I don't think she will prevail. Well, who would you, if you had to pick on your head, who would face Trump? I, and she's pretty, be, she's pretty weak. Who would be your dream? Who would be your dream pick from a show perspective? Her? Oh, Biden? it'd be Elizabeth Warren. Be Warren for sure. Yeah, yeah I yeah, think yeah. so. Yeah. Yeah. It may, or maybe Biden because Biden's such a boob. He is such a fool. <laughs> he is such a dope. 
I mean, and again, Trump was absolutely right about that. Then when he said uh, Obama picked him off the the, the uh, garbage pile, you it's know, true. I mean, he's never he never he never was got more than one percent of the say vote. He's never drawn a vote. So eighty eight caucus took him out, right? 80, well, eighty eight with a dirty gets, trick. He gets kicked out, right? He gets kicked out for plagiarizing, right? Yeah. And there's these weird videos of him with like touching people's hair and smelling them. Is weird yeah, and, stuff and going very on. young women yeah, too. So very a lot of young weird women shit going on with him. Yeah. But how old would he be then? Seventy eight. Yeah, seventy eight. I mean, so what I what, what, what are we doing here? Yeah, I, I I don't know. I I I, I don't get it. Uh, it. You know, Kamala Harris. Uh, she you know she's from California. She's uh, semi multiracial, and but she's she's got skeletons in her closet. You know, she was Willie Brown's girlfriend. I think Trump's gonna. I think Trump's gonna win again. I've been saying it all along. People don't want to believe. Don't don't you think? Like, who voted for I, Trump? Who's not going to vote for Trump? No, I know. He's just got to. He's just got to like you know extend. He's got to. He's got to reach out. I mean, that was what the whole thing was about with the uh, the the uh, speech, the primetime speech. Right. He was trying to reach out. I mean, he's got forty five percent. He needs to get like up to forty eight, forty nine percent. Right. Hillary, no chance she runs again. I don't think so. That's, I can't say that's it. too bad. Be- I mean, the fact that you know the fact that now that uh, Bill Clinton's being being heckled as a rapist. Yeah. You know, that's that's a bad sign right. for for her. Well, I think I think even like the mainstream media to some extent has come around a little bit on that where they've started to look at this guy. I mean, you know, uh, it's what's interesting to me though and I I've talked about this is uh did you read James Patterson's book about Jeffrey Epstein or no? No. It's good, but he never mentions Clinton in it ever. Not once. And Clinton was flying around with him all the time. Right, to I Lolita mean, Island. Right. All right, I, the book is uh Kennedy Babylon 2, correct? Do I was, for 2. Yes. Volume two. 2. Volume 2. Yes. Definitely pick it up. It's available everywhere, right? Yes, available everywhere. The best place to get it is on my website, HowieCarshow.com. Click on the store. You could also get it on Amazon, but of course, I don't get as much money. So you order it off of Amazon. No, that's about. Uh, and and it's also in bits and Barnes and Noble. It's in all the. It's on all the local. Yeah, that's Barnes where I got Nobles. it. I should. Yeah. I'm sorry. I should have gone to HowieCarshow.com. No, no, no. That's fine. That's fine. I, we sold the Barnes and Noble hundreds of copies, so they are got you, they got plenty of copies. Are you out signing these things all over the place or no? Uh, absolutely. The thing about uh, if you order from the store, you could you can get an autographed copy. There you go. From my store. Excellent. Howie, maybe I'll be seeing a lot of you. I know you're looking forward to seeing me a lot more in the next couple of months, I'm sure. I am, as long as the check clears. (laughs) I figured as much. I figured as much. All right, Howie, thanks a lot. Thank you, Kurt.